Hey everyone, again, welcome to the online services of the Hershey Free Church. Thanks for joining us. My name is George Davis. If you've got a Bible, I'm going to ask you to uh, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 6 in the Old Testament. As you're turning there, um, you know, once again this week, let's just kind of just acknowledge what's gone on. Once again this week, we were reminded of the fact that our country is politically divided. Um, and I think with with what we've seen this week come all sorts of questions. I'm actually recording this on Thursday, so the things that transpired in Washington happened yesterday. And, and with that, we've got all kinds of questions about how will our country move forward? Uh, what are the next few years going to look like? How are we going to get past some of this division? And what will that entail? And I think also for those of us who are followers of Christ, in moments like this, we, we wrestle with, well, how do we understand this? How do we process it? How do we, how do we move forward in healthy ways? And for me, I, I would just uh, say something that's encouraging to me, challenging to me, but hopefully also encouraging and challenging to you is to come back to a, a powerful statement that the Apostle Paul makes in Second Timothy as he's writing his young protege where he reminds Timothy that, you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Instead, he has given us a spirit of, of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And I think particularly in situations like this, in seasons like this, we need, we need to come back to statements like that in Scripture. Now, this is a, a chaotic season, but we haven't been given a spirit of fear. We're not to be people who are driven by fear. Rather, uh, we need to think wisely. God, God's Spirit uh, wants us to be people that are, are, are thinking wisely. We're not simply swept away by particular moments in history, but we need to think wisely and be people who are rooted in truth. And as we think wisely, we need to be people who, who don't lose sight of God's power, God's power and his sovereignty, sovereignty over history that is at work even in situations that are confusing and surprising like this. And finally, we, we need to understand as we think clearly and as we recognize God's power that, that we've been called to be agents of grace, that we're called to be people, even in hard moments, who live out the character and the grace of God. And we need to be doing that in our relationships. So I just want to remind you that, that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Now, his spirit at work in us is, is seeking to produce people who, who do love, who understand God's power, and who think clearly and wisely. So with that in mind, um, before we come to this text, let me just kind of pray for this moment. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, this, this has been a different sort of week, and in the midst of that, I first of all, I pray for our nation. I pray for peace. I pray for the ability to move forward in healthy ways. I pray for our leaders, those that have been elected to office during this last election cycle. I pray that they'd be uh, willing to, to rise above self-interest and partisan divides and to approach their responsibilities with an understanding of the people whom they serve and a commitment to do what is in the best interest of their area, their region, their state, our nation. And Father, even as I pray for our leaders, I also pray for, I pray for churches in our country. I pray that in the midst of seasons like this, we're able to be people who are rooted and grounded in the gospel, 
who reflect your character, who are people who aren't driven by fear, but who's, who experience your spirit to, to help us think wisely, to understand that your power is at work and to help us be agents of grace. And so I, I pray that not only for other churches in our community, in our nation, but I pray that for our church, for our community as well. That that would be that would be a passage in Scripture that describes who we are, and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you were with us last week, we started this new series called "Love This Book" as we are resuming our journey through the Old Testament and looking at the second half of the Old Testament. And uh, as we started that journey, I talked about the fact that, yes, this is an unusual season in which we are in, and it's unusual and unexpected for a variety of reasons, from the cultural stuff to the political stuff to the medical, the pandemic stuff. And particularly in a season like this, we need to be people who are deeply rooted, deeply rooted in the good news of Jesus Christ, people who are deeply rooted in the gospel and the storyline of Scripture. And so with that in mind, we're, we're engaging in this series, Love This Book. It's actually Love This Book Part 2. We started the first half of the Old Testament at the beginning of 2020. Now we're really picking up with the storyline of the Old Testament as the nation of Israel enters the land that God has promised. Now as we started last week, we actually did in some ways a week of review As we looked back to Genesis 12, we looked at the promises that God made to Abraham. You know, the the promises like, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you into a great nation, and the world will be blessed through you. This week, uh, we're going to do one more look back. We're going to look back at the book of Deuteronomy before we actually get to that point where Israel is in the land that God had promised. Now, again, you might say, well, why do we need to look back? Let's just kind of continue going through the storyline of the Old Testament. Well, I think we need to look back to Deuteronomy because uh, this book is very significant in understanding Israel's history. Uh, We need to understand the significance of Deuteronomy in Scripture and particularly the importance of Deuteronomy in the storyline of the Old Testament. Now, the term Deuteronomy means second law. It's the second giving of the law. And the book actually includes a series of speeches that Moses gives to that that new generation of, of people in the wilderness, that generation that's actually going to go into the promised land. It is, it's the second giving of the law after the first giving of the law that we read in Exodus at Mount Sinai. Now, Deuteronomy is important for a variety of reasons. It is, it's, interestingly, it's the book of the Old Testament that Jesus quotes the most. It's quoted more than 50 times in the New Testament. Furthermore, in the flow of Israel's history, in so many ways, Deuteronomy is Israel's founding document. I mean, if, if Genesis 12 uh, describes the promises that God made to Abraham and Abraham's family— Deuteronomy details what it's going to look like for the nation of Israel to live out those promises in meaningful ways in the land that God has promised. Maybe you could think of it this way. Deuteronomy is is Israel's constitution. So as we read the history of the nation in, in books like Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles, you need to understand that Deuteronomy is always running in the background. The underlying question is, how is... 
how is the nation living into their relationship with God as described in Deuteronomy? How are, how are the kings ruling in light of Deuteronomy's instruction? These, these kinds of questions are always in the background as we read about the story, the history of the nation of Israel. So Deuteronomy is central to Israel's history. And even as Deuteronomy is central to Israel's history, the, the passage that we're going to look at today, a very familiar passage, Deuteronomy 6, is central to the book as a whole. It comes at a very strategic point in the book. And, and Deuteronomy 6 really gets at what is foundational to the people's relationship with God. In fact, centuries later, uh, Deuteronomy, uh, or, or Jesus rather, would, would quote Deuteronomy 6 in summarizing the law. Remember, Jesus says you've got to love the, the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. You have to love God with everything you've got. And Jesus says this is the greatest commandment. And what Jesus is getting at is really rooted in this foundational section of Deuteronomy. And, and what this section challenges us to see, even as it challenged the people of Israel to see, is this. The heart of the matter is really the matter of the heart. Yes, Deuteronomy has a great deal of instruction and legislation on a variety of topics. Deuteronomy gives the people specific instruction on what their lives would look like as they entered the land and, and how to engage that well. But Deuteronomy 6 is saying this, but what is foundational, what is absolutely crucial is God's vision <laughs> to be at work in you, in us as a people transforming us from the inside out. All of the laws, all of the details, all of the instruction were part of this bigger vision. Now, for a moment, just think about the people who were receiving this, uh, this book. Think about this generation, this new generation. They're right on the verge of entering the land. And I'm sure if, if you find yourself in that situation, you have all sorts of questions. I know some of you are like me. You've moved before. Maybe you've lived in different parts of the country. I know in, in my journey, I now lived in six states. And when you move, you start over. And as you start over, there are all sorts of questions. So here are these people about to conquer a new land, to start over in a new place. And there had to be all sorts of questions. How do we do that? How do we settle in? How do we create a new country? How do we protect ourselves from foreign invasion? And all of these are important questions, and in so many ways, Deuteronomy answers many of them. Yet, what Deuteronomy wants the people to see is this. <laughs> what is foundational to your success and your future is what's taking place at a heart level. What really matters <laughs> is the matter of the heart. Now, as you think about their situation. Let's just now let's just think about our situation for a moment. Can you think about some issue, some question, maybe some decision, some situation that you are dealing with right now? Maybe something that's just consuming a lot of your time or something that's really consuming a lot of your emotional energy. So think about that. Not, uh, not everyone's going to have something that comes to mind, but many of us are. Many of us can name specifically something right now that is consuming a lot of our emotional energy. 
Maybe you're a high school student. You're trying to navigate, you know, having to deal with school and a pandemic and trying to figure out what comes next. Maybe in the course of this pandemic, some, some of the realities of your job have changed. Your finances have been hit or you're having to do work differently. And you're just trying to sort out how to do that well. Maybe there are certain relationships that are stressful for you right now. Maybe even, even in the course of some of the political realities, there's tension in key relationships, and that's, that's a problem for you right now. Um, just think about something right now that possibly is just con- consuming your attention, consuming your emotional energy. And as you think about that, just let that come to mind, and as you do that, Now listen to these words of Deuteronomy that we're going to read in the passage. Now, I want to just invite you to allow yourself to be challenged by the truth that the heart of this matter that you're dealing with is the matter of your own heart. To help us see what that entails, let's now come and look more closely at this passage. As Deuteronomy is providing this framework, as Moses is providing this framework for these people to enter the new land well and highlighting the role of the heart, in chapter 6, it really begins with the, the revelation of who God is. We, we come in chapter 6 to this famous statement in Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Foundational to Israel's relationship with God is the fact that God has revealed himself to them. If you were with us over the Christmas season, we looked at several critical moments of of Scripture where God revealed himself to his people. Um, Places where he revealed his presence, his name, his character, significant moments in Scripture so that they could understand him in light of his uh, revelation. And, and that's the assumption here that God has revealed himself to his people, right? He has revealed himself through his exodus, through his word, through his revelation to Moses. And the people need to understand who God is truly. They need to understand he is one God. He has no competitor. He's, he has no equal. And I think the expectation, the expectation of Moses here is this. As we understand who God is, it should lead to our response. As we understand who God is, it should, it should, lead, it should lead to worship. And that's exactly what we see. So then as we continue in the passage, right, we come to this powerful theme of the heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Interestingly, when Jesus uh, quotes this statement in Mark's gospel, he adds, he adds the word mind. And I think the, the reason is this, the idea of loving God with all of your heart includes reason. It's, it's the idea of loving God with everything you've got. Loving God at the core of who you are. It refers to our outlook on a life. It refers to our values, where we're headed, what we treasure. And in a real sense, biblically, the idea of our heart is the place where our mind, our will, our emotions come together. Now, frankly, this is different than the way some people approach loving God. For instance, I think for some, maybe the idea is, you know what, I want to come to church, I want to be 
uplifted emotionally every week and be encouraged in that way. But the truth is my mind isn't necessarily being shaped by who God is. Maybe I'm motivated to learn more about God, but I'm not motivated to take action. Or maybe I do acts of obedience, but I do so begrudgingly because my deepest commitments are are somewhere else. And yet, biblically, to, to love God with all your heart is to love God in all of these areas, my mind, my will, my emotions, that, that I love him, I pursue him, I'm devoted to him at the core of who I am. So the vision here, I think, is this. The vision is to grow in your understanding of the majesty, just the wonder, the work of God, so that we trust him, that we are drawn to him, that we worship him. And, and the, the expectation, actually, as you read the rest of this passage, is that we do this, we work this out in everyday life situations. For instance, just as you read a little farther, uh, we read these words, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children, talk to them, uh, when, or talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk around the road, when you lie down and when you get up. In other words, in other words, the goal is the commands that I've given you, you need to work them out in everyday life so that you are learning to love God with all you've got in real life situations. Now, let's just think about that as we go back to that situation I ask you to bring to mind. Remember that situation that whatever it is for you that's that's kind of consuming your emotional energy. So in that situation, what what does it look like for you to love the Lord your God with everything you've got? Maybe it's a workplace situation. Things have changed during COVID. Maybe you've gotten harder. It's not what you signed up for. Maybe some of the relationships in the workplace because of changes have become more strained and, you know, it's, it's just more stressful. So what does it really look like for you to love the Lord your God? Think about just loving the Lord your God with your mind. In the midst of what you're going through, it's, it's easy to lose sight of God. Easy to lose sight of who he is and, and what he's doing. So, so how are you reminding yourself, right? How are you reminding yourself of who God is and the work that he has underway? The truth is, when, you know, when we are under stress, when life gets complicated, um, sometimes various things in our lives get pushed to the periphery, and, and sometimes what gets pushed out is God. And sometimes when we allow God to be pushed out, what then consumes our minds are negative thoughts that just get stuck on repeat. For instance, maybe if that stressful situation for you is, is work, it's been easy just to let the negative thoughts about work go over and over and over uh, in your mind. And over time, it just kind of permeates your life in an unhealthy way. So how are you reminding yourself of God? How are you engaging him? Once again, you know, as we're going through this study, and again, you can find the resources online, I think a great way to, (laughs) to love God with our minds is to engage him in Scripture, to feed your mind on what we're seeing in the storyline of the Bible, to allow that, even in the midst of this uncertainty, to kind of recalibrate your thinking. And what about loving God with your emotions? I think one of the ways we do this is, is through trust, right? Believing in God. 
And I think sometimes I've, yeah, I've, I've got this hard situation and I'm concerned about it. It's consuming my mind, but I really haven't come to an intentional place of entrusting that to God. Am I praying about this? Am I honest about the stressors and the complications the, that I'm dealing with in, in praying to God? Has my prayer just become more routine or am I just really bringing this to God in an attitude of trust? In the midst of this hard situation, am I, am I willing to confront uh, some of my negative thinking with what I know to be true about God? So am, am I loving God with my mind in this situation? Am I loving him with my emotions? Am I loving him with my will? I mean, in this, this situation, whatever that is for you, am I willing to ask, God, how do I engage this in light of who you are? How do I reflect your character? In light of, of who you are, what does it look like for me to respond well to this? So as you think about that hard situation, or maybe that challenging situation, just whatever is consuming your emotional energy right now, am I, am I seeking in the midst of that situation to, to love God, to love him with everything I've got? So these were, these were Moses' words as he's preparing the people to go into the land that God had promised. As I said, they had to have, lot, you know, they had to have lots of questions, all these questions about what, is it, what does it look like for us to move into the land well? How do we do that well? And how are we going to settle in? And how are we going to start our crops? And what are the things we're going to do to start cities and build communities? All those questions were there. And Moses, Moses gives them a lot of detail to address those questions. There is a lot of detail in this book, and you'll notice it if you read through Deuteronomy. Yet, in the midst of all those questions and the uncertainty, Moses still comes back to this truth. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Now, in giving them this instruction, uh, I think Moses was actually quite aware, acutely aware, that things could get in their way. Things could keep them from pursuing God in this way. This was true then, and I think it's true for now. And so as you continue through um, Deuteronomy 6, Moses highlights three roadblocks. And as I said, these are roadblocks that can be at work in our lives. These are actually roadblocks that I, I think we're going to see in different ways uh, be present in the, in the storyline of Israel as we watch Israel's history unfold. These will be some of the things that get in the way of Israel loving God in the way that this passage describes. So as you continue in, in Deuteronomy 6, here are just three roadblocks that get in the way of, of engaging God this way. First, there's, there's the reality of self-sufficiency. Moses tells them, you know, once you get in the land— <laughs> Be careful about settling in and getting comfortable and feeling like you're just doing all of this by yourself. You're able to do all of this by yourself. So he says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Be careful that you get comfortable with the perception that you can just kind of handle life on your own, that you can be self-sufficient. That gets in the way of loving God with everything you've got. 
A second thing that Moses was acutely aware of was, was the reality of, of idolatry. After all, they're moving in a new, new land and they're surrounded by people who worship other gods. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. So Moses is acutely aware that one of the things that's going to get in the way of them loving God truly is, is devoting themselves to other things, to other gods, to other things that will capture their hearts. And of course, we're going to see that even as we continue this study in a variety of ways. And interestingly, kind of the third issue that Moses brings up is what you might call the issue of generation gaps. Moses is concerned that at points they may fail to kind of pass along the faith well to, next, to the next generation. And the expectation here is we're, we're to be in relationships with others that help us along the way. So, for instance, here's what you read in the future when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. So Moses is aware that if we, we, don't, if we don't pass along the faith well and we don't, we don't create opportunities to learn from others, that that will get in the way of loving God with all that you've got. Now, ultimately, as you, as you get to the end of Deuteronomy, Moses is aware that the challenges um, that lie ahead are going to be severe for the nation of Israel. He is, he's aware that failure will be a part of the future. You see this as you get to the end of the book. And we're actually going to see that failure unfold as we follow the storyline of Israel up close in the next few weeks. Yet Moses is also sure that even as Israel fails, God is not going to give up on his plan. God still has this vision of, of bringing people into relationship and transforming them at a heart level, transforming them from the inside out. And in subtle ways, the, the book of Deuteronomy actually anticipates the person and work of Jesus Christ. So now here, here's where we stand, right? We're, we're much farther along in the, in the same storyline. We stand after the work of Jesus Christ who through the cross and resurrection brings us into a new relationship with God, who gives us his spirit to be at work in our lives. And yet, while many things are different, I think the vision of Deuteronomy is still at work. The vision, particularly of Deuteronomy 6. God's vision is that you, you and I, really, might be people in the everyday realities of life who are growing in our love for him, at heart level, at the deepest level of who we are. Now, at a practical level, let's just come back to what we were talking about a moment ago. Let's come back to that situation that I asked you to think about earlier. As I acknowledge, not all of us have something that's really right in front of us right now, but I think for many of us, you would say, I can identify that. Here's really something that is right in front of me, a decision, a situation I'm working through, a conflict, just a challenge, a, 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 you know, a stressor, and it's consuming, it's kind of consuming my thinking, consuming my emotional energy. And maybe the challenge that I simply want to give you coming from this text is this. Will you respond to that situation in light of Deuteronomy 6? 
Now, for many of us, here's where we kind of get stuck. It's like, yes, I believe in God, and yes, you know, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching church on TV, and, and, and I believe in God, and I, I can, I, 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 you know, I'm orthodox in my thinking, but yet here's this other situation out here, and this is the stressor in my life. It's that work situation. It's that family situation. It's, you know, it's whatever that, that may be for you. And the truth is these, these things are apart, and I really haven't brought them together. That is, I'm not engaging this situation in light of the reality of who God is. And the invitation of Deuteronomy 6 is to bring them together. Now, as we see in Deuteronomy 6.4, I think this ultimately begins with God's revelation. It begins by reminding myself kind of the wonder, the majesty, the holiness of God. Coming back to who he is. Coming back to the the initiative, the grace at work in my life through the work of Jesus Christ. Coming back to the the truth that in my brokenness and my sinfulness, God is even now pursuing me. It's remembering who he is. And I think even in coming back to who God is, remembering his faithfulness, that's where this begins. That's where we start in bringing together kind of this Deuteronomy 6 vision of loving the Lord your God with all we've got to the everyday realities of life. Even now, you know, we're starting a new year and and even here at church, it's, it's, it's a very different year. And it's, there are all these questions about learning to do ministry differently as we move forward. And frankly, right now, as we're wrestling with how to live out our mission this year, I often have more questions than answers. And that's, that is, that's hard for me. It's unnerving for me. And so I find myself having to take seriously the reality of what, what Moses is talking about here. I've got to come back to the truth of who God is. I've got to remind myself of the wonder of the gospel. I've got to remind myself of specific places where I've seen God's faithfulness and know that that will continue. And then that, that's just the first step. And then bringing this situation to God and, and, and loving him with all that I've got, with my mind, my emotions, my will. I think the the promise of Scripture is as we take this seriously, as we bring this vision of loving God together with the particulars of our lives, God is actually going to be at work in us from the inside out. God is actually going to be not simply working in us, but working through us. Because the heart of the matter, even in that situation that you're dealing with right now. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Let's pray together. Gracious God, this is an amazing uh, vision at the core of Deuteronomy. As we're about to see the people go into the land and trace the storyline of Scripture, and even in all the details of the history and what that looks like, this is so foundational to what you are seeking to do. This really is foundational now to what you are doing through Christ. And I pray that in the busyness and the, the amazing things that are kind of in challenges that we are facing right now, that we would not lose sight of the truth that, that you want to be at work in our hearts. You want to transform us from the inside out. But for that to be the case, we've got to learn 
in response to who you are, to love you with everything we've got. And so, Father, I pray, even as many of us have thought about particular situations in our lives right now, I pray that we could bring that together with this vision in Deuteronomy 6. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for joining us for this online service of the Hershey Free Church. And, and it's my prayer now is, as you think about that one particular situation in your life that maybe seems to be consuming you and consuming your emotional energy, that you really will embrace this truth, that the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Amen.